This is the Building Walls Podcast, episode number 53, recorded September 21st, 2021, School Board Pizza Party. That's why I've made it a priority my entire career to work closely with you. From the time I got to the Senate 180 years ago. No man has a right to raise a hand to a woman in anger other than in self-defense. I'm prepared to say that I have a record of over 40 years and that I'm going to beat Joe Biden. Look at my record. Calling this the Chinese virus. There are reports of dozens of incidents of bias against Chinese Americans in this country. Your own aide, Secretary Azar, says he does not use this term. He says ethnicity does not cause the virus. It's not racist at all, no, not at all. It comes from China. Take a look Vice at what President New York has done in terms of turning the curve down in terms of the number of people dying. And I don't look at this in terms of the way he does. Blue states and red states, they're all the United States. And look at the states that are having such a spike in the coronavirus. They're the red states. Welcome to the Building Walls Podcast, Mr. Dayton. Yep, I'm here today, live, flesh and blood. Commander Walls, how are you, buddy? Doing great. Join another lovely day in this great nation. Excited to record another show with you. A land of helicopter. The free. Yeah, we've got a TAC helicopter with us again this week. <laughs> as always, as always, right? How's the heartland? How's Nebraska? <laughs> you know, it's it's cooling off, which is so nice. I've been so thankful that like I was able to have uh, last night specifically was able to have the windows open all night. House got down to about mm. sixty six degrees. Oh, nothing better. Nothing beats it. Absolutely nothing That's, beats it. Perfect is, corn husking weather. No, I was gonna say perfect attack helicopter weather. <laughs> it, it's and you're nice. Able to out there and husk all the corn that you want. I, Let's go away, my friend. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> so, Chad, let's. I got something this week, man. Oh, and oh, I know. I, I know. This I, way. What's I've going already on? crossed my arms. I'm already ready to go, and I just got to. I just want to know. Did you see the mayor? I mean, this gives me hope. By the way, I'm just going to preface this with: it gives me a little bit of hope that maybe some people in leadership can actually. I don't know, just process things and see that things aren't good. But did you see this mayor who rolled up to the school board, you know, meeting and basically said, what you're teaching and what I've seen be taught is completely inappropriate. And you have two choices. You can resign or I'm going to take you up on all these charges. And I've already talked to the judge. What you did is wrong. Dude, I mean, so did you see it? Did have you read any of what was going on? Like, dude, dude, it is. You can't tell me that this is not child pornography, right? Who wants? What parent wants their kids to go over assignments about? You know, please describe a sex scene. You know, uh, about a fantasy or whatever that that you've had, and then the second page, I want you to describe it. As if your mom was in the room or your parents were in the room. Oh, my God. So, I mean, I can't even. How is that <laughs> in school? If you have to describe something as if your parents were in the room, why is there a first page to that? 
how is that even a question in school? Right. What do you so what is that teaching our kids? How to make up lies and cover it up? I don't know. I mean, like seriously, even that whole list, have you ever thought of killing somebody? You know, I mean, there was other things on that list. It was insane. What are we teaching? What are we learning? What is going so, on? So thank God the mayor rolls up and just goes, look, you can either resign or you're all being charged with child pornography and breaking the law. And good for him, man. And by the way, did you see all the parents erupt with oh, applause? Yeah. Thank God. Finally, you know, that that's what we were talking about. We need to have somebody step up to the plate and just represent our values. When did the values become educating our minors in that way? That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's incredible that things like that are allowed to occur. And I think things like this are I don't want to say good. That's not that, that's not good that it's good that the mayor stood up, but I think it's good in the sense of it's a bipartisan thing, right? Um, or it's not a bipartisan thing, right? I know I'm I'm so confused right now. I don't know if I'm using that phrase phrase right, but essentially, people, parents from both sides of the line are coming together, right? It's not about Republicans and Democrats, liberals and conservatives. People on both sides are upset about that. Right? Yeah, I'm not saying that people aren't going to learn about these things someday. But man, if you're in high school or you're even in middle school or whatever, you've got enough going on. These kids today have it hard. And I mean, every generation thinks they have it hard. But my man, I think that right now, the way things are, it's a little rough. Thank God that I grew up going to high school in the early 90s when there wasn't a cell phone. Right. And in the winter when it was snowing, you walked uphill both ways of school. Barefoot. 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 Yeah. That's how we roll. <laughs> oh, man. I still, like, I still laugh every time an older person says that. Awesome, like, yeah. get I've, out waited, here. I've waited to get to 44 to be able to say it. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure that constitutes being old. And I'm sorry for anyone who was offended that thinks that I'm suggesting that. That's not old. We're <clears throat> the good news is, if you're offended, <laughs> keep on listening. Yeah, because it gets better. <laughs> I do have a good question for you, though. You know, like, dude. Like, so we have a whole segment of, of our society who has been under attack lately, i.e. the police, defund the police, all the, hey, we have to rethink and reimagine how we're doing policing, right? We've heard that rhetoric for, I don't know, a year and a half now, two years. And gosh, well, what if we rethink or reimagine how we do school? You know, how about... If the fact that police officers have to be monitored and have to have body cams and, and record and and watch, you know, everybody can see what they're saying and what their interactions are because they're dealing with the public. Can you tell me why there are not cameras in every classroom that a parent can, you know, live stream or hear what has been said to their child? Why? Why has that not happened yet? Yeah, I mean, in the simplest terms the police are paid for by public dollars, right? So if your child goes to a public school paid for by your public dollars, what's what's the difference, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, what's the argument from the teacher standpoint of like, no, I don't want a camera in my classroom. Really? Why? 
What are you planning on talking about? Are you planning on asking my kid if they've had sexual fantasies? Right, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what they're worried about, right? They're they're worried about their leftist agenda spilling over and them trying to push this leftist agenda onto kids, right? But the thing is, there's not too many stories of teachers on the left getting fired for that stuff. It's only if you come out and take a stand on the right, right, that you don't want to push critical race race theory. You don't want to push all this Black Lives Matter stuff. Then you get heat. Well, but see, those are like core concepts and, you know, that they're trying to roll out as initiatives. But I want to hear, like, what are you saying specifically? Mm. Why am I not allowed to hear what is being said? Like, I feel like if I wanted to show up at the classroom and sit in the back of the room, I should be allowed to do that. I'm paying to be there. So why can I not do that? What about the parents who we all know some of those parents that do not deserve to be in there because they will create utter chaos? <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. That's That right. makes the argument for, well, we could all show up and sit in the back or maybe we just live stream it and you can be held yeah. accountable for what is being taught. There's, But there's so many, and I'm in no way case or point defending uh, the opposite point, but I think it's, some of those parents, right? We all know people like this. I coached uh, football, high school football for a year. And I remember a parent catching me after the game. And they're like, hey, why didn't so-and-so get playing playing time this week? I go, well, hey, did did you talk to your son uh, about his pra- practice routine and his work ethic and him getting involved in pra- practice? No. Well, that's why he didn't play. He doesn't get involved. Uh, when people are asked to get involved, he's not the one who does it. He doesn't act like he's excited. Um, he doesn't do his assignments right. So that's why your son didn't play much in the game. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, why don't you have a chat with your son? Have a good night. <laughs> like, if you can't chat with your kid about what's what's going on, and anything that I just said in plain English didn't make sense. We play to win the game. I feel like that was a, a rant by some by some coach, right? But you play to win the game. So if you're not going to work hard, right. if you're not going to do the right things, if you're not going to volunteer, why should you play more, right? But there's parents out there who think that their kids, right, lay golden eggs. And just because they're their kid, they should play. Well, back in my day, uh, I was my high school team was nine and zero, and we went to the state playoffs, and we got a championship ring. Like, I, oh, okay, great. Are you s- strapping up to go play? Yeah. <laughs> right? Parents are whack Ch- like that. Chill down, Al Bundy. <laughs> you know, I know you got your four quarter, your four touchdowns. Or what's the dude from the Napoleon Dynamite? Coach will oh, put Uncle me Rico. in. Uncle Rico, that I could throw this football over the mountains over there. Yeah. <laughs> if the coach would just put me in, we probably won states. Mm. Yeah, those people hold on to that. But I get it. I get where you're coming from. The whole idea that there's crazy parents, but even more reason that we should record it so we can right. see their kid. And then I'll tell you what: if my kid knows that it's being live streamed and I'm going to be able to see what they're doing, I feel like there's a uh, level of 
uh, parental influence there that is going to help with the discipline part. You better so, behave yourself. You're going to behave yourself and show respect for that teacher. But that teacher will that, earn that respect by being held accountable to the curriculum that we are putting forth in a public school district. Right. And better yet, kind of like the cop and the police cams, right? How about if it's not even live streamed, if it's just recorded? That way when there is discrepancies or the you know, the parents do want to watch it. Yeah. And they can now go back. What's teaching your kids. I just feel like that's kind of like splitting hairs. Like, okay, whether it's live streamed or recorded, it, you know, most likely would be saved somewhere. I'm just uh, trying to level that, you know, you're not going to have a, a live stream on Twitch of a uh, body cam from a, from a police officer. That's true. Unless you're watching the show cops, which is coming <laughs> back to Fox nation, baby. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. They're bringing it back, man. They've had enough of the defund the police. We need to get people back yeah. to understand what happens when you talk back to police officers. Duh. Bad boys, bad boys. What you what gonna, you gonna do? do? What you gonna <laughs> do when they come for you? Yeah, that's a good segue. Uh, I guess so awesome. what they're gonna do when they come for the rant. You know, I love one of the things that I love about the Building Walls podcast is we we just tee it up. We've got a rant each week. We alternate turns. And my man, this week is all you. The buddy. first thing we're gonna talk about is I will once again do the beer promo um it's not a beer it's a seltzer you know how much everyone loves seltzers so if you haven't <laughs> had these yeah. already i don't think i would recommend them <laughs> it's a bud light seltzer the fall flannel edition this flavor is pumpkin spice it came in a variety pack with apple crisp which was the only semi-normal tasting flavor then you had maple pear and toasted marshmallow that sounds disgusting so they smell pretty spot on and they taste like they smell so that's a good thing but to drink more than a half a can or a full can i mean i love fall and i love pumpkin spice but i'm not that basic um with that said well, I think we can all agree then that the Bud Light Seltzer does not pass the test. The Bud Light Seltzer Fall Flannel Edition. Terrible. Terrible. And there you go. So yeah, take what away. I need to rant about is, you know, we a lot of people out there, they love to stand on the moral high ground, right? And they love to care about others when it affects them which doesn't make sense. But why do people only pretend to care about others when it comes to wearing masks, right? Like you said the other week, if you're wearing, or if you get vaccinated and you're wearing a mask to protect yourself and you're protected, why does it matter what anyone else does, right? You don't care about others all that much, do you? When's the last time you gave a dollar to the homeless guy standing on the street corner, right? How many times do, which this is totally based off of the picture you posted on Facebook. How many times do we see people driving slow in the fast lane, right? How much do you care about others? Because you don't give a crap about anybody else but yourself when you're going 60 in a 70 zone in the fast lane, right? What about when someone's walking in the store behind you? Do you hold open the door? I mean, I hope you do, right? 
But how much do you really care about others? And how come when it comes to COVID and mask and a vaccine, you care about others, right? I just don't get it. How come when your neighbor down the street is maybe struggling to pay their mortgage, right? And you have a conversation, you never ask to help, right? Or, or do you? I hope you do. If you're going to complain so much, I almost started started cussing there for a second. But if, if you're going to complain so much, why the heck do you care about whether or not they wear a mask? But, oh, I mean, you know, there's COVID here. So if I'm going to be vaccinated, you need to be vaccinated because don't you care about others? Right. You don't want to get others sick. Well, it's a good thing everyone has access to the COVID vaccine, right? It's a good thing everyone has access to their own masks, which if we're mandated to wear them, they're supposed to protect everyone, right? Or else why are we mandated to wear them? So how much do we actually care about others if we're going to sit there and proclaim that we do? And I'm talking about the people who proclaim this stuff, right? I got a better question for you. How much does the government care about you? Right. All they want to do is increase your taxes, take away more of your money. They want to let in illegal immigrants who don't have to wear masks, who don't have to get a vaccine. Right. So how much do they care about you? So for once, we need people to take a step back. Right. And actually think about your values, right? Think about these foundations that you build your life upon, right? So I think one that gets me every time, and I'll end it with this, is how much do people care about others when you walk into a public restroom? How and how often is that thing in tip-top shape, right? Yet you see someone come out and just blow it up. <laughs> and you're like, are you serious? You can't even take care of yourself, but you want me to be vaccinated? That's a very loose adaptation of a personal story that I'm sharing without giving away too many of the details. I apologize but for your I bathroom, was like, man. You I'm have sorry. <laughs> got to be kidding me. You're going to be like, oh, are you vaccinated? Are you wearing, wearing a mask? But well, you're going to go into the bathroom and just destroy it. And make someone clean up after you. So if you're going to care so much about people being vaccinated and wearing, wearing the mask, why don't you care about yourself first? Need a deep breath now. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. I do have, uh, you know, it's so funny how people react to those things. And I think we've gotten to a place in the society, in communities that, uh, you know, you're right. Like, why why do we only care about this, you know, and the masks and COVID? Like, why are we pretending like it's okay to go eat, you know, tons of fast food and, and be unhealthy? We, we have all these other things that are so massively wrong. And yet it's called freedom. People have the freedom of choice. And uh, I stand by it. I just feel like we're moving through a, uh, a type of government change to more of a patriarchal uh, monarchy type system where there's people who are going to tell us how it should be. And if people don't wake up pretty quickly, uh, I think they're going to find out that uh, having an authority, quote unquote, 
dictate every aspect of your life, well, that could go badly. That can be rough. So, so I have a question for you, Chris. Sure. I heard somebody say the other day, they were getting a little riled up. They're like, why do you care so much? It wasn't just talking to me, but like, why does it matter if, if, if they want us to wear masks and be vaccinated? Just shut up and do it, right? Because it's the government. They're going to do what they want anyway. But stop complaining about it. Just do it. And I looked at him. I go, because the government doesn't run my life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like we make the rules. The government is not this longtime authoritarian that is infallible and can't ever be changed. I mean, for God's sakes, at the beginning of the country, slavery was legal. It was legal to have a slave. That's insane. By today's standards. You know, because we we talk about freedom and we go through all these things, we've gotten a lot of human rights uh, and civil liberties. But it well, I don't understand why people seem to think that it's perfect. It's not perfect. It's messy, and we just got to go through uh, you know the process of doing the best that we can and trying to be as fair as possible. But the minority, you know, the minority um, groups of Everything are loud and they have a right to be heard. We need to be able to listen to them. We need to be able to find common ground. But, you know, hey, who am I? I'm just some guy in Detroit, Michigan. On the uh, Building Walls podcast. You know, has a podcast (laughs) that's nationally syndicated. But whatever. Hey. (laughs) Nationally syndicated. Hey, everybody's got a podcast. But do you have an attack helicopter? I don't think so. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I would go pound for pound with Mr. Producer versus anyone out there. Yeah, I'll take attack helicopter all day. <laughs> right? I agree. Do you want to know why, too? I'll tell you why. Dude is a stud. Not only has made our show a thousand times better, but... He's like literally undefeated in DraftKings. He's two and zero against a whole slew of guys that knows, uh, you know. Apparently, he knows like all the insight on who's going to play well this week and has crushed us back to back weeks in DraftKings. It's just just picking numbers. Talk about a wholesome story. Talk about a wholesome story. That's a wholesome story right there. That DraftKings hero. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's been fun though. Like it's been it's been neat. Like I I maybe haven't I haven't actually admittedly watched a single game this season, so maybe that just makes it totally worse. I'm so offended right now. <laughs> I'm so offended. Trigger trigger es- warning. Especially because I literally had you in my sights last night. Yeah, I went from we have eight guys you never that had him in your sights. He was up by over 90 points. No, he was up by 120. Over 90 points? Yeah. Well, I mean, for people who care about, you know, adding an extra 33% to that, uh, it's 120. So I don't care about I know you stats. Don't. It's like I don't care about mask mandates. And you don't care about Biden and his tax rules. Okay. Because he's just moving percentages around too. Anyway, the whole point of it is I was closing in because Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones – lit it up against my Detroit Lions last night 
And uh, I mean, anybody could have seen that coming. In fact, one of our friends, Marks, called me on the phone and he was like, dude, you're unbelievable. You literally sandbag and wait until the last game, Monday night, and you've got three players going. And too bad, uh, you know, the Lions didn't utilize their guy, uh, Jamal Williams, but whatever. Can we give you a virtual pat on the back right now? For for what? For me? Yeah, I just feel you're over there doing a nice, humble, humble brag. I just want, I just want to I'm give you a everybody, virtual I, pat on the back. I'm telling everybody that I had the fort. Dude, it's not a humble brag. And nobody's a genius to figure out that the Lions suck ass so bad that they can't even. Whoa, trigger warning. Dude, you want to rant? I'll rant right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Same old Lions. I don't care what you say, Coach. Same old Lions. SOL. Because I heard Coach Campbell. Somebody said same old Lions to him, and he got mad, apparently. And was like, don't bring that crap around here. Well, you know I what, Coach? I'll tell it. you what, Coach. I know you want to bite uh, kneecaps and do all that stuff and be fired up. But the rest of the fan base, it's same old Lions until we say that it's not the same old Lions. And you're the one who can control when that happens. So start See, winning some it. damn games. I love it. He's got quarterback. So downgraded in the quarterback position. But I think Jared Goff's got enough, right? They don't even have anyone who, I mean, this this might be the worst Lions receiving core that I've seen in my lifetime. Bite your tongue. Cephas is great. <laughs> the, only, the only worst team might have been when Bryant Westbrook, I think his name was, was the number one. That was those are some tough, tough, tough years of Lions, Lions foot football. Some then the Owen sixteen teams, right? Yeah. But this team's this team is rough. They got a defensive line, and that's a that's about it. Yeah, they're starting cornerbacks down, and he sucks anyway. They don't have any linebackers. Yeah, and Aaron Jones proved that last night. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Four touchdowns. So to roll into our true wholesome story, yeah, there was a chimp that ordered pizza in Russia. In, in Russia, no less. Let's see the video here. <laughs> Look at this thing. Could you imagine opening the door? <laughs> Literally bringing in the pizza. First off, what kind of pizza box is that? Russia's like their next level. <laughs> that pizza box is great. Dude, look at that thing. The chip hands him the cash and then takes the pizza and Fully goes back dressed. inside. Fully dressed. Oh, man. Had a varsity jacket on. That's fantastic. Dude, that is legendary right there. <laughs> I want to know what was on the pizza. Is that pepperoni? Or is that dude actually ordering up some crazy stuff like, you know, banana peppers? <laughs> Maybe it's a Hawaiian. What, what if he's got like... Along on pizza? Yes, it does. But what if it's like banana and peanut butter? <laughs> Yeah, what if it was banana and peanut butter pizza? That sounds great. It does. It actually is really good. So what kind of sauce? Is peanut butter the sauce, like the spread? Yeah, use peanut butter as the sauce or maybe a jelly as the sauce even. You could use a jelly as a sauce. That's a really Ooh. good idea. Could you imagine that? Jelly as a sauce. Get Basically use almost uh, maybe peanuts and, uh, peanuts and bananas instead. So now, would that be considered more of a fruit pizza? I mean, dude, there's people who argue about putting pineapple and you know on a pizza, you know the pineapple Hawaiian thing. I can't do it, man. I love pineapple. I love cheese. I love tomato sauce. I love ham. I love all the ingredients. I just don't like them together. 
See, I like a Hawaiian pizza. Dude, I can't do it. Chad, I think... I'm your producer here. I think you just lost uh, a co-host there, honestly, with that one. <laughs> you know, that's what makes it great. We can agree to disagree. No, no, that's not how this works. This is it. I'm going to be the left today. You're, you're, you are anti-pizza. You are discriminating against pizza. And you are trying to make something. You're like making a freak show. You're not allowed to do that. Whoa. I'm taking the less point, too. Are you racist against Hawaiians, Pacific Islanders, people who were born on the islands? Do you have anything Dude. against pe- people who love exotic fruits like that? Hawaiian Hawaiian pizza? Are you You're... serious right now? How do you not like Hawaiian Hawaiian pizza? How racist could you be? They're just Pacific Islanders. They're from Hawaii. It's part of the U.S. I'm not even making you a pizza. It's my <laughs> it's my right not to have to make that pizza for you. I don't care what you care say or whatever. I hate this. I don't like it anymore. I'm getting my ass handed to me. <laughs> you owe me a hundred dollars. I do. You know what? that 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 would be not as funny, but it's true, right? This is the what, that I owe you a hundred bucks. No that that's how they argue right it's something that it doesn't even have to make sense they just argue to argue with you because for some reason at one point in their life i guess they were maybe i shouldn't say that they were treated inappropriately at one any given moment and how dare them because they live in america they live on this earth how dare anyone accost accost them right because sticks and stones may break my bones, and words will definitely hurt me. That's their slogan. <laughs> Word, right? Word, words have power, man. Right? And it's crazy because this stuff is so wild that, you know, it gets down to a point that now there's, uh, you know, government workers and military and government-funded contractors are required to get the vaccination. So let's say if they're going to fix those damn roads, like Gretchen Whitmer said, and they get that contract from the government, right? Well, this is federal, mainly, that uh, their workers have to be vaccinated. Yeah, and I mean, they're funded by, you know, taxes. That, that's what's interesting about this is now it kind of goes full circle back to, you know, the the public school argument is that. These are our tax dollars, and there should be some accountability to our tax dollars and how they're spent and where they're distributed, right? I mean, I could make the argument all day that we're a country that's in debt, um, trillions and trillions of dollars in debt. And by the way, I think the last time, uh, hey, attack, heli- how, attack helicopter, can you look up how much we're in debt? I think it's like $23 trillion is uh, the United States debt load right now. But it's in that range. So we have all this debt. So should we be collecting taxes and then sending that money to foreign countries? To, for gender studies? For Yeah, for gender studies, for whatever. Should we be sending it to any foreign country when we have that much debt? Unless it's to pay off the debt. And then if you have that, if you have you know debt of that nature and you're collecting taxes... And we're going to distribute it out to people who are on, um, you know, welfare or Medicaid. When does that stop? Do we force the vaccine on those people too? Is that where this is going? Like, where where does it end? Yeah. So let me interject there. To, to your point exactly, where does it end, right? If they care so much 
about people. And this vaccine is supposed to be, you know, the saving grace. Why wouldn't you force people on Medicaid to get the vaccine, right? Because wouldn't you want them to not go in the hospital? Wouldn't you want them to not? Yeah. You know, have to pay out that money for them because they got COVID and are now in the hospital? Because those are government-funded taxpayer dollars, too. Let me ask you something. I know we talked earlier in the week, and I said something I think maybe even uh, surprised you, but uh, we were talking about the vaccine and just it in general. And I said, I wasn't opposed. I'm not opposed to getting the vaccine. Right. And, um, or I mean, somebody who, you know, if they get the vaccine, uh, if they want the vaccine, I think they should be able to go get it. I really do. I think uh, one of the things that is interesting, though, is the shift in the tonality of what's happened, because it almost seems like the the freedom, the people fighting for freedom, and like, hey, you're you're taking away my weight or choice, and I don't like the mandates, and I don't want to take the vaccine because I'm afraid or I'm not confident in its ability to do what it says it's going to do, or it's borderline. They feel like there's something nefarious about it. But I remember the previous administration, the Trump administration, is the one who streamlined this, the one who made it even happen. Normally, vaccines take years and years and years. But one of the highlights that Trump did was bring the business and the science communities together to to fast track this and leverage all the resources and the assets of the federal government and of the private sector to get this vaccine so that we could get back to our lives as as normal. So what happened other than 81 million people allegedly voted for Biden and a new administration came in? Why why all of a sudden the the shift it was almost backwards like before before the election mm-hmm. even Kamala Harris was like I don't trust the vaccine not if it's right. from Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, that's a Donald Trump vaccine. I'm not taking that. Right. If she flat out said that, I mean, that's an audio clip. Just Google it. And and here we are now. Everybody's like, take the vaccine, take the vaccine. You need it. And there's people who are like, ah, not really comfortable. Now, we can talk about the science all day of like herd immunity and whether uh, natural immunity plays a factor into this or how it creates uh, variants. And, uh, you know, we can go round and round on that. At the other day, I, I truly believe this is just something that's part of our world now. And you can't, you know, you can't put your life on hold. We can't stop everybody uh, from doing this, you know, or living their lives. So where do we go from here? But where did the shift come from, man? I don't get it. And and this question about, like, who, who decides who's getting vaccinated and what's mandatory, there's going to be a big fallout, dude. I mean, look at what is happening with these companies on organizations who are dictating and mandating this this vaccine, they're losing. It's about it's about twenty five to thirty three percent of their workforce are like, "Hey, we're not going to do this." And that might not seem a lot. Like obviously, the majority of people are for and have gotten vaccinated, right? But you can't lose twenty five percent of your workforce. I mean, I apparently they're okay with it. <laughs> 
I mean, and, and how is that helping? Like hospitals are going to lose all these nurses and people who don't want to get the vaccine. Well, how does that help people who have diabetes and cardiac problems and, you know, other other issues? What gets me with all this stuff is, you know, to what you were saying, Chris, is that once Trump's in office, right, or when he was in office and everyone on the left's like, I'm not taking it. I would never take a vaccine if Donald Trump created it. Well, it's the same vaccine, and now you're pushing it. So their only play, and this is what I think me and you agree on, especially when it comes to government, right, is how obvious is it that things like this are just a government ploy? It had nothing to do with hating the vaccine or liking the vaccine. It had to do with who was in the seat of power, Mm -hmm. right? And now that they're in the seat of power, they have to have the moral high ground here right of well you know we want everyone to be safe we don't want anyone to to to, to die from this because uh, imagine being the president right of the united states and saying no vaccine's bad you don't you don't need the vaccine right and then having people die so yeah. a lot of this is it's really political where you know I mean you agreed on the fact that i don't I don't, I'm not opposed to the vaccine whatsoever. Uh, I don't have any qualms about not taking the vaccine or about taking it rather. Um, so me and you are both the same on the same road road with that. Of uh, you know, it doesn't matter either way. It just gets me that so much of this is so overly politicized, and there's a good majority of people who you know don't be a sheep. Don't just follow the crowd, right? The government is not here to help you in any way. The government is there to help themselves. And if what they're saying may help you, that's just an added benefit. But they're not doing it because they want to do it. They're doing it because they would rather do that than face the fallout of the repercussions, right? Well, you're seeing that all throughout. Uh, you know, the country right now with uh, the Democrats who are in power, the the constant uh, attacks from all angles because they're mismanaging every situation from Afghanistan, which, I mean, when is that going to come to light? Is that just passed by now? We're just going to wait until there's a terrorist attack and then that'll be highlighted again. The fact that that was a complete bungled operation and who knows how many Americans are still there? People are they don't even talking talk about, about Afghanistan anymore? No, no. Why? Why would they talk about that? That's over and done with. We're on to next thing. But by the way, now we're talking about like the vaccine and all this other stuff and who's going to get it. And, you know, back to, you know, the whole public school thing uh, and, you know, kids wearing masks. And now Pfizer came out and said that they are going to be approving, you know, the vaccine for uh, up to, you know, for kids. Yeah, I think it's like age five to eleven now. It's safe for the vaccine. But Chad, like, I mean, just think about that. Like, okay, yeah, we're gonna go get a vaccine. We're gonna add another vaccine. Do we know how it interacts? You know, or interacts with other vaccines like the mumps, measles, rubella vaccine? Uh, does it interact with any other, you know, a tetanus shot or any other shots that kids typically take? You know, uh, as they're maturing and growing and and helping. Like, how is this vaccine gonna help them? When it doesn't, they, they're not dying. More kids died. More kids, actually, more kids got shot in Chicago than have died from COVID. Think about that. But more get vaccinated. Kids, 
more kids this year have been shot in Chicago than have died from COVID-19. Aren't guns illegal Nash- in Chicago, by the way? Yeah, don't get me started. Yeah. Hey, Mayor Is that Lightfoot. a topic for an, another day, maybe? Yeah. Mayor Just Lightfoot. a quick little plug. Oh, yeah. She's now all for funding the police and like, oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, my gosh. Aren't you up for re-election? What a shocker. Let's talk about safety again after you've run the city into the ground and let criminals run rampant. It's like chaos. You're reverting back to the wild, wild west. You talk about being progressive and civilized, and yet you've created anarchy and chaos and destruction. Talking about shockers, the Wichita State shockers, I'm going to add another good-hearted moment <laughs> on this show. Coach Ted Lasso, the Wichita State shockers. You're a big fan of that show, aren't you? Dude, I love that show. I if love you it. haven't seen that show, I highly recommend people watch it have you seen it mr mr uh, producer we lost matt he's gone Uh oh nope there there we go i fixed it (laughs) he's like oh my god i didn't expect him to call on me no uh i have not seen the show but i have heard about it it is i have apple tv i don't know why i haven't sat down to watch anything on apple tv plus yet i need to do that more people need to watch shows like Ted Lasso, right? Just a feel-good show all throughout. We need yeah. a little bit more Ted Lasso in our lives. And Roy Kent. I love Roy Kent. He's my favorite character in the whole show. He's here. He's there. He's every... Oh, man, I can't say yeah. that on our show. <laughs> He's everywhere, you wanker. <laughs> hey, how about Jamie Tart? Jamie Tark do 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 Jamie Tark do 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 It's catchy, uh, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I just can't can't believe we took what a shocker and turned that into Ted Lasso. What a great show. I mean, all around. Uh congrats to them. They won a bunch of Emmys. That's awesome. Hey, do you even know what Emmys are? Does anybody even know what an Emmy is? You know, so it, it it was it was on when I was flipping through channels the other day. <laughs> and I stopped and watched it, and I, I, I'm thinking to myself, what am I watching? Like, one, I don't even know what the Emmys are anymore, because I couldn't care less. And I am so disinterested, because I know that every time one of these shows comes on, I already know what the topics of conversation are going to be, right? Let's all help to end racism. Good luck. Right? Yeah. Prejudice happens everywhere. Right. If you go to a different country every day, all day, and they know that you're American, people will be prejudiced against you. Whether good or bad. Haters going to hate. Right. Because groups of people, groups of people always flock together. That's what makes humans humans. Right. That's why there's cliques in school. Right. If you play football or sports, you're not going to hang out with. The people who who don't why because you don't have common interests right (laughs) your interest with the people you hang out with is playing football so you're probably going to hang out with those people not that you can't not that you can't have other interests but that's what joins people together right (laughs) that's where prejudice (laughs) comes from so at some point right racism is never going to end hot route hot route john just go stand the other side (laughs) 
I was all state. I can put the ball anywhere I want. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of crazy stuff like this where people get uh, separated on different points, right? Which it's okay to to be to not have common interests like everyone else, right? But here's a hot top topic for you, right? Canceling student debt. Uh, there's a Facebook post from whoever the other day, Ayanna Presley, who I think is a transgender person maybe uh again i couldn't care less so student debt is approaching two trillion dollars two trillion dollars in case you're wondering that's a one with well it's a two with 12 zeros behind it right wow what are your thoughts about canceling student debt should we cancel student debt yeah, absolutely. We should. And uh, everybody who went to college during the same uh, time frame should get a stipend for the amount to, that they paid for school. So it's whoa, not whoa, just whoa, cancel- whoa. Hey, that's not, that's that's not fair. fair, Chris. Oh, that is fair. That is exactly fair. That's the only way it can happen. So if you want the two trillion to be gone, it's not really two trillion. It's more like two hundred trillion. Right. And to your point, exactly making such a lavish outlandish statement is that it's not it's not possible right you can't just cancel student debt because you decide that enough's enough right for what you were saying earlier if you're going to cancel student debt why don't you stop paying millions of dollars to pakistan for gender studies why don't you stop paying millions and trillions of dollars to other countries for stuff period right imagine so the way our government acts is i have a mortgage on my house right and one month, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to pay my mortgage this month. Um, there's a really good cause that I want to put my money into. You know, I want to give my mortgage payment to kids and people building wells in Africa. Because I think that that's a more important cause than paying my mortgage. Well, you know, good luck when you get the letter from your mortgage lender saying that it's time to move out, right? So not in any part of the country, of the world, is it possible to be in debt and continue to spend and spend and spend and raise that debt, right? And give money away to other causes just because you want to. Well, and it's important in your analogy to understand what the mortgage is. The mortgage is the, you know, the company or the bank in this case, a group of people who got together and they have money and they lent it to you because you wanted to buy a house. So you went to them and you said, hey, I'm good for it. I will borrow. I would like to buy this house. And um, based on my job and my ability to repay this loan, the bank is going to lump sum that cash up front to the seller of that home so that the seller will transfer the deed to you. And you own it. You own that property. But you didn't buy it with your money. You bought it with someone else's money. The bank. The bank is the person who brought the money when the transfer happened, when the sale happened. And the bank decided to do that because you said you would pay it back. 
And at the time, you had the ability to pay it back. Now, there's lots of situations where maybe you get into, maybe you lose a job or, you know, something happens where you can't pay it back. But that's not what we're talking about, Chad. We're talking about, I don't want to pay it back. I thought you were going to say practice for a second. No, we're talking about practice, man. <laughs> not a game. Not the game that never I love. gets old. We're talking about practice. So that's the thing, man. We're talking about, you know, I just want. And that's what I really think is a lot of our problem right now is that people are like, well, I just want to do this. It doesn't matter what you want. You signed up for this. You're the one that took out the money. You're the one that signed your name to it. You borrowed that money. Nobody made you borrow that money. Nobody's forcing this on you. You're the one who took classes to earn your liberal arts degree that does absolutely nothing for you, right? What is the point of getting higher education? To not hire your education. Well, if you don't have the money, if it's not an investment for you, you can go get that liberal arts degree. If you've got $400,000 laying around and you got time to burn, you can just go live off your land. You pay your bill. You choose what you want to do and go for it. But if the the kid that wants to get, you know, an engineering degree, you know, maybe they get accepted to, you know, U of M and they go get an engineering degree. A company will pay you for that. So if you borrowed the money in order to get that degree so that you can go have a career, well, good for you. But why should the rest of us pay for that? Yeah, stop making excuses and don't get upset for your poor choices in life, right? Instead, pull your pants up and go out there and get to work and change it. Make it better. Take some personal responsibility, right? No one asked you to go out and get a liberal arts degree. No one asked you to get a degree in Ethiopian gender studies, right? No one asked you to go out there and study something that doesn't do anything for you. And to your point, if you got plenty of money in the world and you want to go learn something else, that's what you're passionate about, and you feel that that's going to make a difference in the world— then learn that and go make a difference. But don't complain about your poor choices in life, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, the world is not responsible for your choices. You are. No one cares about you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that escalated quickly. Well, and speaking of that, uh, I mean, you talk about not caring or even like uh, being held responsible hear about that doctor in texas who's just like you know what f it i don't care what you guys say about uh that abortion law i'm gonna i'm gonna you know continue to perform uh an abortion after that law went into place it was on september 1st that law went in he did it on september 6th what do you think he just doesn't care that it's interesting that the same people because he's 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 obviously a leftist i would assume based on the choices he makes in life um i don't think someone conservative who probably doesn't agree with abortions is going to go out and break the law to commit abortions or i don't know if that's the right phrase commit abortions to perform abortions so 
if laws and rules and mandates are so important to you, are you the kind of person that also gets upset when someone's not wearing a mask where it's mandated, right? Because that's what I told you. This is, you know, the Democrats, if they didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have any standards, right? It's always a double standard when it fits their agenda, when it fits whatever they want it to fit. Well, he said, you know, and if you pull this up, it was an article on NPR uh, that had this uh, in place. And what happened basically is he just decided he's going to do it because he felt it was his obligation to provide those services. It's his honor to do that. That's kind of interesting. I mean, it was an interesting choice of words that it's his obligation is a duty almost. So that overrides the law. Well, it's my duty to stand up for freedom. It's my duty to stand up for uh, free choice, free speech. It's my duty to stand up for those who can't speak for themselves i.e. that baby. Now, in this case, what's interesting is they don't even specifically state what the situation was. You know, when we did this show, we, we did the show on this uh, law here a couple weeks ago. I think that was episode 51 that we talked about the Texas abortion law, right? And we we talked about that there are it's it's not complicated or it is complicated it's not cut and dry there are situations that are horrific that people need to deal with but this one in this article conveniently doesn't lay out was the mother mother's life at risk but uh, we know was, it wasn't uh, we, no actually we don't because it doesn't well they would have pointed it they would have pointed it out <laughs> it seems like they would have but I w- and that's what I kind of wish was was this woman raped. Is it one of the situations where there was incest? Or what's the scenario here? And, uh, but they don't say. And so we're left, to, we're left to speculate and we're left to reasonably conclude that this guy just wants to do whatever he wants to do. It's the same pattern over and over again. Immaturity and just deciding, oh, I don't care. I'm going to go do it anyway. You should have your license pulled. Right. Well, I, to, I mean, that blatant not, disres- disregard right. for the state that you're performing a, uh, you know, medical procedure in should absolutely result in, you know, massive fines, uh, imprisonment. He's clearly reckless and a danger to society. So he needs to be gone. I agree. Yep. Wholeheartedly. Right. Because ah. if you're going to sit there and want people to abide by mandates right that aren't even constitutional but then you look at something like this and it gets celebrated right by people on the left right i mean who are you right does 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 law actually matter to you or does it only matter when you agree with it right Laws weren't made for you to agree with them, right? The Bill of Rights wasn't made for you to agree or disagree with them. The Bill of Rights was made because those are inalienable rights that every person deserves, right? It's not just whenever it fits your agenda, right? Freedom of speech is freedom of speech. Right to bear arms is the right to bear arms. 
Well, when do, when is it? Here's here's one of the interesting topics: is when does the speech become, uh, you know, free speech when it's falsified? When now we're not even talking about, you know, real news, but we're talking about fake news, as we like to say. Fake old news. Fake news. But hey, there's a new investigation around town, but you probably haven't heard about it. Right, Chad? Have you heard about this? <laughs> Nobody's heard about this. But it's the old indictments that are coming down from the Durham investigation. But nobody's talking about it. Nobody's got anything to say except for fake news. Right? And we're probably going to talk about this a little more once more comes out. If, if more come, comes out. Um. But this Durham investigation is super interesting. Start Googling, searching the interwebs, the dark web, about what's going on out there. And uh, knowing that it's been proven that the FBI knew there wasn't collusion, knew the Steele dossier was fake, knew months into all of this, right, as it was still going on that there was no reason for any of this to be going on, right? And ruined and slandered good pe- people's names for no reason. No, it was not for no reason. That's where I'm going to humbly disagree with you. It was for a very big reason. And that reason was to hide all their crap because there was one guy who showed up who said something like, oh, how did it go? Drain the swamp? Yeah. The swamp creatures mm, didn't like that a whole lot. They decided, we're not going to let that happen. Oh, my God. Make something up. Rig the system. Do whatever. Get him gone. Otherwise, our whole empire is going to fall apart. And that's exactly what's going on right now. Mm. Mm. What a mess. So stay tuned on that one, right? Oh. I sure hope there's some good stuff coming down the wire about that and uh, and some good reporting being done about whatever is going on with that. Uh, I mean, just the fact that the FBI and everyone in, you know, in that, uh, in the government or in security, whatever you want to call it, knew that that steel dossier was fake and it was all a ploy. There was nothing good, good to it. Just continued to perpetuate the issue. And to let it go and go and go and go. Do you want Trump to run in 2024? That's a pointed question. Man, I don't see. Given that, like where that's at and what we've seen and the chaos and just the absolute total mismanagement of our country right now. Here's the thing. Everyone's life was better when Trump was president. Was it, though? It was. Why do you believe that? When people have the freedom of opportunity, when people have the freedom to enjoy their life because of that freedom of opportunity uh, and the freedom to, you know, they don't have to be stuck in a job or stuck in a career because there's not a lot of economic growth out there. When people have that freedom to move about their lives as they choose, uh, when there's less taxes being taken out of their pocket, um, life is better for everyone. 
And you think Trump makes it that way? I mean, it sure seemed like that since how uh, I recall when Trump became president and all of a sudden I started taking home more money in my paycheck, right? Economic was booming. People were hiring at a vast rate. People, automotive jobs were coming back to the U.S., which was unprecedented, which are now being moved back to Mexico and other con- countries. Yep. I mean, it was real. Those things happened, right? I've got a controversial statement. I don't know if I want to say it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want Trump. I don't. I never said I wanted Trump, by the way. I I don't want him in 2024. I think he... Did what he was going to do. I thought he has opened the door and hopefully enlightened a lot of the country. And, you know, people say he was divisive. Well, I don't know if it was him being divisive as much as him just putting a spotlight on the fact that we're divided as a country. He's not the one dividing us. It's a, it's a difference of opinion on do we want a parental role of government or do we want our freedom? Do we want individuality and freedom? But I don't, I, I think it's time for him to, you know, just go down in history as, you know, a great president, uh, somebody who did a lot of great things. But, you know, there's a lot that, who knows? I think he had a hard time stepping in being a non-politician. And if we're going to transition, if we're going to go through an evolution of our government, I think it's time for somebody who maybe thinks in line with the policies of Trump and the freedom. And we need somebody who can step up and truly connect and like communicate that the American dream is still alive and still available for everybody to the point that people actually take action on it and they actually start believing that they can have a better life and, more importantly, having a better life. And I don't think Trump's the guy to do it. Yeah, Trump didn't with the the mean tweets and, you know, mainstream media doesn't help Trump's case either. And Trump doesn't help his case with the mainstream media because no. when they start going at him, he's an entertainer. What does he do? He goes right back to him. Right? And yeah. I think some of the most important quotes that we've heard, right? I always think about freedom and the founding fathers and what they wanted. And uh, what was the quote from Benjamin Franklin? It was, when you give up freedom for safety. You get what neither. was that quote? You, yeah, you, you get neither. You deserve you get neither. neither. Something but the better one, I think, is I believe it was Patrick Henry, right? I give me liberty knows. or give me death. Yep. Right? Because they came from an environment that it was parental control of the yep. government. It's and a they ma- knew. Matriarch. Yeah, they knew that there was nothing more important than breaking away from that control, that freedom trumped all else, right? Because with freedom, with freedom of expression, freedom of speech, the
the right to bear arms, freedom of opportunity, that would unlock and trump anything else you that matters, right? I you know, said I'm Trump just, three times. It's like you're, you're subliminally trying to do that. Well, I would say DeSantis, but that's not a typical word that people use. It would DeSantis the situation. <laughs> right. I mean. We're going to put down the DeSantis card for this one. I, I would be actually in favor of that. I think he's <laughs> primed for that, but. Oh, man, that's a I guess we could have a whole nother podcast on, you know, the upcoming elections and we're going to get there. We're still a year out from the chaos. So uh, stick with us. Maybe we'll, you know, catch that one in about a year. (laughs) In the meantime, you know, we talk about freedom and wanting to travel and doing all these things. I'm, I'm literally I'm so just disgusted at a situation that has become mainstream and i don't know if you've been following it chad but it's all over the news it's uh this gabby petito gal and uh man what a mess and today they they found uh well they found her body a couple days ago they did the autopsy today and have confirmed that it was a homicide and now the fiance is nowhere to be found. He has fled. He's in hiding. Uh, for all I know, he took his life. But man, holy cow. What do you think about all this? So what did, how did all of this start? Because she was like reported missing. So it started with the two of them were going to go across the country you know, travel and kind of document. And, and that's like the kind of weird era that we're in right now. We've, we've got like these uh, people who, you know, want to be influencers and like they want to document their travels and then have people watch them. And I guess she was making like a travel YouTube channel, either YouTube or TikTok or something like that. And social media, Instagram stories. Uh, and so they're traveling across the country. They get out west you know, and uh, to some of the national parks, they're getting in fights. They're uh, with each other. There's domestic abuse. Uh, end up, you know, uh, having uh, police pull them over uh, at one point and kind of. It's all like recorded and documented as a part of their journey. Dude, actually, they released the body cam footage going full circle on our whole show here of the police have body cam footage of the two of them. And it appears like she's the crazy one, like that she's attacking him and doing all this stuff. And you just know better. I know I've been in relationships. I know. Are we going to see this on the, on the oxygen channel soon? uh, I mean, it's all over CNN ID channel. I mean, a lot of people jumped on it. So what was interesting is I think, you know, a lot of people go, well, why, why follow this one? Why, you know, people go missing all the time or there's, there's things that go on. Well, yes, but there were so many people who love those shows who love, you know, the whodunit shows. And this had a lot of video content where you could see the progression of their trip and see some issues and cracks in the armor and the way he would talk to her. And then like, she had, you know, just some issues and, yeah, so people are like, what's going on here? And then she's texting her mom, and then he, it, it appears 
that at some point he took over her phone and basically, you know, was impersonating her. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I just think it's really, really interesting that this is now turned into a almost a domestic abuse situation that has led to some very deadly consequences. We've just got to know what happened. So I want to ask you, what do you think happened? To be honest, I have not followed it at all. Uh, I may be taking a very offensive and insensitive point of view on this, but I'm really having a hard time trying to understand, you know, some of these things that get pushed out in the media like this, because I oftentimes see that, you know, in conversations, I hear people start to talk about things like, well, what if it was your daughter? What if it was your son? Right. What if it was your family? Well, that's just fear. It's just putting fear into people. And that keeps people from not, you know, not to go this route with it, not to be cliche or anything, but it just keeps people from worrying more about their safety instead of their liberty. Right. Um, and I, I just, that's why I don't follow a lot of these things. That's why I don't know about a lot of these things. Cause I see the stories. I just keep scrolling on, uh, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's terrible that that hap- happened. And I, I don't wish that upon, upon anyone. Um, cause I don't think anyone should have to fall into that. Uh, but you know, with that, I just, I think to myself, you know, I got my own life to live and I'm not, I don't want to be sucked up into this fear driven media push. Right. And it comes from both sides of the aisle. Um, there's not like that. This is not a right versus versus left thing. No. And I mean, I think that's where a lot of people can actually, uh, get some unity that, uh, this, you know, it, it was her fiance. So, I mean, they were planning on getting married uh, for what it's worth. So working through their issues. They're, they are awfully young. Um, I don't know what their ages were. Uh, but I, I, just, I do actually try to think of it like from the parent's standpoint. You know, so you've got the parents of the daughter that are like, what in the world is going on? Our daughter is traveling across the country. I mean, obviously they're in their twenties or something like that. Uh, so your your kids are growing up and they're on their own. But then, I mean, I think that's the worst part about being a parent is wondering if my kid's going to grow up and then end up in a situation where she ends up in a relationship and and the guy doesn't take, um, you know, or treat her the right way. Uh, people cover things up. People try to they put up their own fences. They they portray things the way they want to see them. Um, and it's just, you wonder how rampant this is. And do you, do you think that this stuff is a little bit more prevalent? Because for the last 18 months, all of our liberties have been under attack. And people have had enough and they're cracking. And like, you don't want to see things like this happen. But when you add everything up and and look at, you know, from the crazy political situation to the fear mongering that goes on with, uh, you know, and the guilt trips that go along with COVID and must take care of your neighbor, whether or not we do or not. I don't know, man. I just think that people are on the verge of cracking. 
And I literally posted today on Facebook. I said, I posted something like, dude, we're in the matrix. I've never more felt like this is just some sophisticated programming to keep people all in line. We're going to roll out another story. We're going to do this. And it's constantly moving from one side to the other to just keep people in line. And I'm, and I posted, I said, I'm not Neo. I'm not even pretending to be or even suggesting that I'm even the one. But I definitely relate to feeling like him. You know that part in The Matrix, the first one? Of course, the first one. Uh, where he takes the red pill. And then he's like, what's going on? He touches the mirror and it's like. <sighs> and then he like, it's like, it's like swallowing him like he's about to drown. You know, the metal is like going down his throat. He's like, ah, what's happening? And everything's distorting around him. And he's he's just, he's coming up out of his uh, slumber. Figuring out what's going on. And man, more so than ever, I feel like we're in the Matrix. And there are people, people pulling strings, man. Having a tough time listening to you tell that story. Because all I can think about, I don't know if it's me or if Matt, you were here Hearing that too, as soon as you started talking about the Matrix, your microphone was getting glitchy. I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? What <laughs> is even happening? That was wild. The glitch. That means they're changing something. Oh, they're changing something <gasps> in the Matrix. Here comes Agent Smith. Mr. Anderson. I love those movies. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see how woke the Matrix 4 is. You know it's going to be woke off the charts. I know, man. I hope not, too, but... It just is. There's going to be some woke stuff in there. Well, my man, uh, I think day, we'll another just, dollar. we're going to have to wait until... Was that December? December 21st? I think so. That'll be a Christmas gift. We'll find out. Be woke. Well, Mr. Walls, Commander Walls, all I have to say is go in grace. Blessed day. Commander Dayton, Mr. Producer, found the quote for us. Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Deserve neither liberty nor safety. I'll take my liberty. Give me liberty or give me death. Peace be with you.